Shop Stewart's Corner. The Shop Stewart's Corner. Break it down. It is indeed 29 minutes. It is now after 8 p.m. It's the Shop Stewards Corner here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, tonight we check in with the latest coming out of uh, the United Kingdom uh, in this matter. As I said, of course, uh, nurses out on strike and uh, teams, teachers might be soon as well. And uh, yeah, the Royal College of Nursing says if progress is not made in negotiations by the end of Jan, the next set of strikes will include all eligible members in England for the first time. And it comes at a time where uh, lawmakers and uh, executive authorities in the United Kingdom are pushing for laws uh, that uh, will require minimum service even on strike days. And uh, yeah, nurses, nursing staff uh, from uh, different parts of England set to undertake industrial action from this week. Giles Gibson is the SABC correspondent out in the United Kingdom and joins me now on the line. Giles, good evening. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Giles, maybe just give us some of the background and context to this particular industrial action. Uh, Many people have spoken about uh, a looming winter of discontent in the United Kingdom and elsewhere in Europe, but in particular in the UK. Um, In what kind of environment or I guess what factors have given rise to the disaffection of many uh, nurses in the United Kingdom, uh, which ultimately I guess has brought us to this point? Well, the main issue really is that the Royal College of Nursing, which uh, supports or has uh, members right across the profession, thousands of nurses all over the United Kingdom, they've been saying that uh, nurses deserve a very significant pay rise. They are saying that it should be 5% above inflation. So that would put it at around about a 19, 19.19% Uh, pay rise. What the government has said in response to that is that that is simply unaffordable. They can't be giving nurses in the National Health Service uh, almost a 20% pay rise. And they're also making the argument that actually pay within the NHS Mm. uh, is set by independent bodies. Uh, Now, sort of the context of all of this is that we had the very first uh, round of strikes ever called by the RCN, the Royal College of Nursing. Uh, Last month, I was actually reporting uh, at the time outside St. Thomas's Hospital in central London. Uh, they were very determined, these nurses. They were out there in the freezing cold all day, chanting, uh, you know, holding up placards, really uh, actually getting quite a lot of support as well from, from passers-by, lots of people, you know, honking their horns from bus drivers to car drivers, etc., to show their support. And as you say, uh, we now have potentially more strikes by by nurses now that we're in uh, in 2023. Mm, mm. And, and I guess what about the National Health Service? Uh, coming back to my earlier question, I guess, and how it's been administered, how it's been funded, how it's been resourced, um, has gotten nurses to this point. As you say, you know, they're not probably the most, uh, I guess, uh, agitational a bunch, uh, if I can put it that way. Um, what about, I guess the conditions under which they work has given rise to this? Yeah, what the argument that not just nurses actually, that actually ambulance workers who've gone on strike in in recent weeks as well, what the argument they're making is that they are saying that, you know, they have, because of the austerity policies that were brought in by uh, the Conservative governments that we've had uh, over the last sort of 12 years or so, they're saying that they have effectively you know, had their pay uh, cut or at least, you know, frozen due to austerity measures that were brought in 
by consecutive conservative governments. And then on top of that, of course, as we're seeing right across the world at the moment, there has been this rising inflation, which basically means that, you know, the money that people receive from their, you know, their monthly salary is just not stretching as far as it used to in terms of paying for, you know, rent and groceries and just, just day-to-day costs. So, you know, all of this is is sort of happening in the background. And the other thing you have to really bear in mind here is that the NHS is going through what, you know, senior doctors within the health service are describing as a crisis. They are mm-hmm. saying that they are just understaffed, that there are uh, patients pouring into hospitals at the moment, and it's just been really exacerbated by the fact that we have, you know, rising COVID-19 cases here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So lots of people hospitalized for that. And we've also had a really significant uh, sort of flu season as well. Thousands of people going into hospital with flu. So all of those different factors uh, are, just, are just combining. And then I think the result of that is that we're seeing nurses, ambulance workers, people just, just hitting their limits and really deciding that they have to, to go out on strike. Mm. Interesting piece uh, earlier on today in The uh, Guardian by uh, Nezreen Malik. And uh, one of the things she does raise uh, in the piece is, uh, I guess, what for her, as you say, has been the outcome in the strike of successive waves of conservative governments and uh, their interventions also in the labor market. And she says, you know, the profile of work in the United Kingdom, including nursing itself, is a legacy of successful union busting. Uh, and uh, this kind of work is a mix of private, public, uh, non-unionized and zero hours, meaning there can be no central coordination or messaging in the public. She also goes further to say the media is broadly unsympathetic, placing constant pressure on popular support. And uh, there's little to connect broad grassroots campaigns with union leadership in the ways that could bring about a general strike. And I guess it speaks to uh, some of the comparisons being made with the late 1970s and early 1980s, uh, this whole idea of a a winter of discontent. Um, And uh, I mean, from where you're sitting, the prospects of a general strike, I mean, we know teachers have been balloted or are said to be balloted today, if that hasn't happened already. What are the prospects, I guess, of this moving beyond just the nursing sector to other parts of the British economy? Well, we are we're already seeing strikes taking place in lots of different parts of the economy. So we've had, as we've been discussing, uh, nurses and ambulance workers going on strike. I can tell you just in the last uh, hour or so, the uh, one of the teachers' unions, the National Education Union, has announced that its members have indeed voted to go on strike. Mm. Uh, they're going to be striking for one day in February and then another couple of days in March. We've seen also in recent months these uh, sweeping strikes on the rail network, so lots of uh, different types of train staff walking out, and that's caused a huge amount of disruption for commuters and, and for people just trying to get around the country uh, on the train network. So, you know, you're completely right. There are lots of different parts of the uh, of the economy that we're seeing strikes in. I, well, I don't think what we've seen yet, though, is any sort of a sign that the different trade unions across those different sectors of the economy are, are, are talking to each other, are organizing some sort of a general strike you know, that we really haven't seen here in the United Kingdom in, in many, many years. But, you know, if this sort of dissatisfaction with levels of pay, if inflation remains high rather than dipping, as the Bank of England and the government believe it will over the course of the coming months, then, then you know, you can't really rule anything out at the moment. Such is the dissatisfaction, such is the, the pain that a lot of people are going through right now. And then, of course, the uh, Tory government uh, said to propose 
anti-strike or have already proposed anti-strike legislation. Uh, also, a lot of this industrial action receiving a very lukewarm response from the Labour Party, uh, I guess, which one would expect to probably be, you know, on the side of many of those who have decided to join the picket lines. Um, what do you make, I guess, of how the political establishment in England has dealt with this or is sort of readying itself to deal with, uh, in the first instance, the nurses' strike, but also some of the other actions that you've mentioned? Well, the response from the government and from Rishi Sunak, the, the relatively new, remember, UK Prime Minister, has been to keep negotiating. So they have been talking to these different trade unions. They haven't completely shut off mm. the communication lines, but they've also made it very clear that they are just not prepared to budge in terms of granting some of those pay rises, you know, 14 or 15 or uh, even 19, 20% that have been demanded by, by some uh, trade unions. Uh, as you mentioned, they've also decided to bring forward uh, what's being described as an anti-strike bill, basically what this piece of legislation, which is still, you know, working its way through the UK Parliament at the moment, uh, what it does is it would mean that uh, different types of workers, so nurses or train workers, those sorts of things, they would have to guarantee a minimum level of service uh, as they walked out on strikes. So what trade unions, for example, Mick Lynch, who's head of the RMT trade union, which has a lot of members within uh, the train networks, what he's been saying is that this is a violation of democratic norms and values. And we've also seen the Labour government, which, of course, you know, has a very close relationship with trade unions in this country, uh, it's saying that it, it, if it gets into government at the next general election, that it would repeal any law that's been passed uh, by this government in terms of an anti-strike bill. Mm. So, yeah, we've sort of seen that, that dual uh, tactic from the government, you know, to keep negotiations going on the one hand, but also bring forward this, uh, this new legislation in Parliament. We'll have to leave it here, Giles, for tonight. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much.